What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If it's your first time here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our investing academy. It's that first link down in the description below if you're a Canadian looking for courses and training in the stock market. But if you didn't catch my last video, I'll post it up at the top for you guys. We dove into the topic of inflation. And today's video is gonna be somewhat of a part two, somewhat of a sequel where we dive into four individual securities or stocks that I think would be good ones to consider during an inflationary period. And just give you guys a little bit more depth to this whole inflation talk that we're hearing in the modern and current day. I'm gonna keep this one short and sweet, but if you guys enjoy, give this a thumbs up. Let's dive on into stock number one, which is a fun one. It's the company Dollarama, ticker D-O-L.T-O. Today, the shares are trading for $53.01 Canadian with a very, very small dividend of 0.38%. Just FYI, this is a stock that has significantly outpaced the TSX. In fact, it's been one of the better performers amongst the, among the Canadian markets. It's not one that I've ever owned or really considered owning, but it's one that always piques my interest. Dollar stores, it's just a unique area of the market. And why I think this is a stock that would be a good inflation resistance company it just kind of boils down to a little bit of common sense and a little bit of logic and you're probably thinking the exact same thing that i am in that customers for these types of stores they are repeat customers coming back for the necessities you don't go into the dollar store if you're in the market for some luxury items that are a little more discretionary like a brand new nice mercedes a new car or you know, a new Dyson vacuum or all of these nicer higher end things that you could maybe push off. No, you're going to the dollar store for things like soap and things like chocolate bars and little knickknacks and all the types of things that are so low ticket that even if these products do experience a little bit of inflation, it's probably not going to be enough to deter you. It's not going to be enough where you say, okay, well, I'm not going to buy this bar of soap or I'm not going to go out and buy this cooking you know, utensil or whatever you went there for because it is such a low ticket product. I'll pull up a chart for you which I find actually quite fascinating. This chart shows Dollarama's performance during the COVID period last year versus the, the broader Canadian market or the TSX and as you can see Dollarama significantly outperformed the broader market dropping only 24.4%. The TSX however which I'm representing by the ETF XIC, the light blue one, same idea. This one was down somewhere closer to 36, 37%. So quite a big difference there. And when you do take a look into some of Dollarama's numbers on a top level, it's just a slow and steady company, as you may expect. Recent quarter, they grew sales by 6%. Dividend was increased by 7% as of the most recent reporting period. The shares in and of itself have done well, and I actually wouldn't consider this a cheap stock, but it's definitely one that I would consider an inflation-resistant business just for some of the reasons we mentioned. So Dollarama is our first stock for today. Again, that's the ticker D-O-L, and it trades today for $53.01 Canadian. Stock number two on our list is one that you may have not considered, but there's a very good educational point when it comes to this stock, and that's the company TD Bank, ticker TD. Now, of course, this would go for any of the major banks, Royal Bank, BMO, you take your pick. But in particular, I've highlighted TD with a 3.58% dividend, trading at $88 per share Canada. Why I think this is a an inflation resistant stock. And you know, you will hear people arguing for and against this. So just bear with me and I'll explain and you can make your own uh, decision at the end of this video. But I do consider bank stocks to be a hedge to inflation. 
And if you did catch my last video, which again, I'll link up at the top for you guys, we talked about how during periods of higher inflation, a byproduct of that is that the central banks do typically end up raising interest rates. Now, raising rates, there are obviously pros and cons. And again, we could go down a deep, deep rabbit hole here. But in general, what that means is that these banks, when they offer out loans, whether that be a mortgage or a car loan or a personal loan, they can actually charge, uh, that's literally what they're doing, they can charge a higher ticket for that same amount of money. The interest that they can collect absolutely increases as rates go up. Instead of paying 3%, you're paying 5%. And that's a positive for the bank. On the flip side or on the contrary, of course, they do have to pay out more on their uh, loans, on their GICs, those types of things. But in general, as rates get higher, byproduct of inflation, you do see that spread start to widen. Now, on top of that, do keep in mind that banks in general, and really this, this goes across the board for majority of finance companies, in particular insurance companies, but banks and insurance companies, they have a lot of money that is kept within the business. A great example being the insurance company is that they have a massive, massive float in terms of the premiums that they've collected before they actually pay them out, when they have to pay them out. And that money does not just sit in these financial companies stagnant. That'd be such a waste if they just literally parked it in cash cash where they're earning zero return. That would be a foolish move. So what these financial companies do is they actually invest their the pool of money that they're sitting on and they invest it obviously in a very, very conservative manner. But as rates increase, the simple fact of it is that these financial institutions can actually earn a better return on those dollars. And although it may be quite marginal when you're talking about millions and billions of dollars, that is a significant impact and that does translate over to profitability. So in general, again, this is not particular for TD Bank, but I do like TD Bank because they do have exposure to insurance. I know all the big banks do, but regardless, the point I'm trying to get across is that especially areas of their business and segments like the insurance space, I mean, people don't stop paying their premiums when inflation is here. If you have uh, car insurance, if you have travel insurance or insurance on your home, you're going to pay your premiums year after year after year. You know, you may push off some other big purchases if they're experiencing high levels of inflation, but your premiums that you pay on your insurance, these are actually a pretty predictable place when it comes to the uh, market and inflationary periods. So I would personally consider this a good inflationary hold as long as inflation is just kind of uh, gradual and not out of control. In general, the banks I think are all tremendous holds. TD in particular has been one that's been increasing their dividend by 11% compounded over the past 25 years. The shares today trade at $88. They have had a tremendous run, but even after this, they're still trading at a PE of 14. So this is a stock that I think is a very, very strong consideration. Moving on to stock number three, we got a fun one here for you guys. It's Kirkland Lake Gold. Ticker is KL.TO, shares trading for $52.75. I always talk about Barrick Gold. You guys know I have made multiple videos on them, which I'll try and link up for you guys as well, or you can just go back and search it. But I know you guys always comment, what about Kirkland, what about Kirkland? So I'd like to highlight that one today. This is a Canadian-based gold miner. They're headquartered in Toronto, FOI. They are a company that explores and produces gold. Prior to digging into them, I actually didn't realize how concentrated this company was in terms of their operations. They actually only operate in two countries, those countries being Canada and as well Australia. So in particular, you're gonna find them very apparent in areas like Ontario and Quebec, a miner right here in our backyard. And regardless of which company we're talking about, I think conceptually, uh, assuming we're looking at some good quality gold miners, 
some of like Barrick or this or even Kinross take your pick. Gold, as we know or should know, is known to be a hedge to inflation. And a mistake that people make is that they think that gold refers to just the gold bullion and literally going out and buying gold bars. And while that is true, owning some physical gold has historically been known to be a good hedge to inflation. This also absolutely applies to the gold miners. And do keep in mind that as the price of gold increases, the spot price increases, that directly impacts the profitability of a gold miner. They can simply sell their gold that they dig up and explore and produce for a higher ticket. And actually, if we take a look at this chart that I have up on the screen, we have seen very recently, just over the past couple of weeks, gold has really started to see a bit of an uptick and it's really started to move a little bit as of recently. In fact, as of filming this video, uh, currently, gold is trading at $1,866 USD. We always quote gold in USD, and you just can't help but wonder and ask yourself, is this move over the short term in response to some of these inflation numbers, or at least the expectation of inflation going forward? And when it comes to gold, is there's never a perfect correlation. It's actually, it can be quite crazy. It is just a volatile asset, but it's definitely something to consider. With Kirkland Gold, you're looking at a market cap of about $14 billion. It is smaller than a company like Barrick Gold, which is a company that I follow because I used to own Barrick Gold. But the point I'm trying to get across is that this sector in general, even the miners, may be something to consider as a hedge or as a method to beat the upcoming inflation. Again, the ticker for this one is KL. Shares are trading at $52.75 Canadian, and they do pay a nice little dividend. And that leads us on now into our fourth and final pick for the video. And I'm gonna be throwing it over to the US market because with a topic like this, I just didn't think it'd be right without mentioning the company Costco, ticker COST. Today, the shares are trading at $384 USD. And we've covered Costco so many times on the channel. If you wanna dig deeper into this company and, and decide whether it's a good company for you. In fact, actually, I think in our recent stock battle video, Mark covered, I know, I don't think, I know he covered Costco and a bunch of you guys actually voted with him. You guys thought that was a better pick and hey, I guess that's just how it is. But Costco, I do agree, is one hell of a company when it comes to inflationary periods. And why I think this is because they have one of the most unique business models out in the public market. For those not familiar, Costco makes pretty much all of their money from memberships. So unlike a lot of other retailers or traditional retailers where they mark up the prices and they really stretch their margins on products, people shop at Costco and they come back you know, month after month after month, year after year after year because they can get their bulk products, uh, especially when you have a family, you can get your bulk products for cheap. You just get into this habit of routine and going back to Costco. And even if the general rise in prices does start to, uh, we start to see this in our economy, because they keep their margins so low, they're basically passing through a lot of their products at cost or if anything, such a marginal uh, markup, consumers are still happy to go shop here. In fact, what proves this is when I was looking through their most recent numbers, Costco has a renewal rate in the US and Canada of 91% and on a worldwide basis, it's 88%. So let's just go ahead and call that a 90% average, 90% of customers are willing to extend and renew and retain on these membership groups. And that is just proof of how sticky we could call it, how sticky this business model is. 
It reminds me a lot of a company like Netflix, which has done a tremendous job of keeping their customers happy and keeping them paying. And the company themselves has so much flexibility and pricing power to slowly and gradually increase these prices. And again, that's really where the profitability comes from. Meanwhile, us shoppers, I'm not a Costco member anymore, but uh, the Costco members, people who are, especially when you get in that rhythm and routine, they're happy because they can just keep buying these cheap bulk goods at cost or very, very close to it. So that to me is why I had to just throw Costco on this list. Again, I know it's a US company, but I know a lot of you guys do invest there. Today, again, the shares are trading at $383 USD, and this is just such a wonderful and phenomenal company in general. So that'll wrap it up, guys, for my video here. Again, this is just a fun one to give you guys some ideas, okay? Get some ideas into the decision-making process and the thought process that goes behind some of these companies that would at least hold up well during inflationary periods. I'll take a moment and remind you that if you haven't already seen the inflation video that we did, it'll be up linked in the cards. So take a moment and go watch that. And if you made it this far in the video, why don't you share down in the comments below what companies you think would be good ones to hold during inflationary periods. I always love hearing the comments from you guys. If you enjoyed today's video and you found it helpful, drop a big thumbs up. It is completely free to do. It's a great way of showing your support on the channel. It helps us out big time. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, we post videos like this every single week. So hit that subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications. And if you're looking to learn more about the stock market, if you're looking for course and training or a private membership group, you can learn all about that by clicking the link down in the description below. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.